Everything he brought for the Lakers, I think, is a is a good thing that he'll bring to us. I know he yeah. wanted a big a bigger role, apparently. Uh, um, um, but that's but that's like them, like the news starting. I guess we can talk about. We'll just we're recording, so we'll just throw this in at the beginning. <laughs> uh, what it do, baby? Uh, we'll just start now, but because we're going to talk about these trades anyway, uh, real quick with the Thomas Bryant thing with the Lakers. He wanted a bigger role, and it kind of all stemmed, I guess, from when Anthony Davis came back from injury. Mm. Uh, but Anthony Davis always insists on not playing the five. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, what are the Lakers? How are the Lakers managing that? And also, I saw this new start, but they're also better when he does play the five. And also, when ta- people when complain. AD does, yeah. yeah. And also, yeah. people, including AD, complain when he doesn't make like all NBA teams or like start, you know, like like because he, you know. But if you played the five, you'd probably make the all NBA team, maybe third team. Did you see AD's comments on LeBron's record and stuff? I think I did. You can. Like, I mean, he I, was I, like, I didn't actually even know that he was close to bullshit. breaking the record. <laughs> yeah, it was like the, the stupidest thing. Like nobody believes that. Like it was all no. over. Like that's all anybody like. Why do you think? Why do you think about. when you were? Yeah. Why do you think when you guys were down like ten, the whole arena was standing, including your everybody else on your bench? Like, what a so weird cute. guy. Just like a very just a yeah. lame weird guy. Like him and Towns. Both out of Kentucky, both super talented, just both incredibly lame, lame careers, yeah. lame guys. Uh, yeah, too bad. It's Kentucky big men though, because you know guys like Jamal Murray, De'Aaron Fox, Devin uh, Booker, you know, Devin Booker. Those guys, those guys yeah, all seem cool. to have. They're cooler. They have better personalities for sure. Um, all right, I already said what it do, but welcome, <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Patty Melt Boys NBA Pod. Joined as always by Ben Ryder out in DC. So, did you get to watch the? We can start with LeBron because we're not going to talk about it a lot. I was going to have it at the end, but let's start with it up top. Um, it's laid out there when that game was on. Did you get to see any of it? Did I I actually did see him. Uh, him said it. Yeah, it was. Nice. Uh, I can't remember. I was working late, and uh, I think I was about ready to go to bed, but I turned the game on right before, and yeah, I. Yeah. I got to see it. I got to see Thomas Bryant posting up with the ball. <laughs> he had his man um, sealed. Yeah. So glad that the uh, newest nugget is a part of part of history. Yeah. He's all he's forever going to be in that picture with with Shea and uh, Kendrick Williams, I believe, was on LeBron. Pretty cool. But yeah, I, you know, I wasn't sure how much I would enjoy it, but Claire kind of dozed off. So she went to bed and I was like, I'm going to I'm going to kind of stay up for this and See if he breaks the record, and if it's a good game, I'll stay up for the whole game, and I'll just, you know, see you later. But, uh, yeah, then it got really cool. It, it's kind of like people who were there, Ben Simmons, or uh, Bill Simmons, I know, was there and saying that just like, I think everybody said it's one of the coolest basketball games they've ever been to because the they needed that game and they lost, but at least like at the time, I think down the stretch it definitely got, you know, the Thunder extended their lead and the Lakers made a little comeback there, but it was too little too late. Um, yeah. But so it was a good game, but the Lakers, the Lakers faithful as they like to be called, uh, they were into it. It was fun. It was fun to watch. Everybody was, everybody was on their feet. Um, I, I enjoyed watching it more than I thought I might. I just thought it would kind of be that nah, happened. I'm going to go to bed, but 
Yeah, that's cool. actually what I did do. I left yeah. as soon as like the speeches <laughs> started. Yeah. But it was cool. I mean, he is he is an incredible player that like yeah. I was thinking about it after like the morning after, and I remember being, I think, in middle school and him being on the cover of ESPN the magazine and talking about him with my friends in middle school like we kind of like grew up with him in the nba so Mm -hmm. and he's he's you know as we talked about he's for sure top three i think top two and i think there's a credible case you could sit make for him being the best ever so i do too yeah like i i probably it's tough for me because i i look at this two different ways like you said we grew up with lebron um that's why like I think friends of mine I know one friend was kind of shocked recently when I told him Jokic is absolutely my favorite player of all time now because I was always a huge Carmelo guy and like Mm -hmm. even probably until a few years ago just because Carmelo like that was when I was in middle like late middle school early high school those are like formative years I think that's a lot of times like favorite player doesn't always like I know he's not the best player he was my favorite player you know? Yeah. Uh, but with LeBron, this is how I, I think about with the goat talk. I, for me, I can kind of see why I think I would put Jordan ahead as far as like all the, the, all the, the arguments that I've heard. But for me, the best player I've ever seen play is LeBron. Yeah. Just because I've seen his entire career. I, I remember Jordan, of course, but I was so young, you know, I didn't know. Yeah. I knew, I, I knew he was the best player in the world, but most of me probably knew that just because people said it. Yeah. Like you can tell yeah. who the good players are, but you don't know he's the greatest of all time when you're eight years old, you know? Right. I mean, Jordan, like, like I remember the Utah championships. Like that was the first time yeah. I kind of remember yeah. watching and understanding. I remember basketball. the Byron Russell push off. Yeah. I remember, you know. Yeah. I mean, the one thing with Jordan and maybe it was just because I was so young, but it, it just felt like he was going to win no matter what. Yeah. And you've sure. never, I've never quite felt like that with LeBron. Um, and I'd probably still take Jordan above LeBron, but yeah, I mean, yeah. to be able to watch LeBron for all these years and still at this age, like do what he does is, is pretty incredible. Like, it's, and I think yeah. the other thing is like he had so much hype around him coming in at a high, high school and the fact yeah. that he surpassed that is lived, you just don't yeah. see that much. That's true. I was going to say he lived up to it, but he definitely <laughs> surpassed it. It's crazy. Yeah. Like all the expectations put on him as a as a high schooler and then yeah, yeah to surpass all that is is really nuts. Uh but yeah, we were talking about this with our our third co-host who, you know, he's probably on what 2% of these podcasts, but with John <laughs> I I want to talk about because we we had, I think I came to the conclusion that you did on top five. John might be the only person I know who has Shaq in his top five of all time. Shaq, I don't think has that credible credible of a case, but he was like arguably one of the more dominant players ever when he played. So I yeah. can see how you could make the argument because doesn't dominance kind of, you know, like he was undeniable. So yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge John for it, but I think he's like, I don't know anybody else who puts Shaq in their top five. Shaq is interesting because it kind of he to me he's like he could have been there if he wanted yeah. to be. Like That's he, true. I I remember those like King series, and it was just like this dude can do whatever he wants when he wants to, right? But there's a large parts of Shaq's career where he just kind of like wanted to hang out and 
probably i mean which is fine like yeah Yeah. didn't push himself to the full level he still won three or four championships but in terms of like sheer talent and dominance you could like if if that was your metric you could i think make a pretty good argument for him yeah i don't i don't want to talk about goat talk too much but this will this will kind of go into our we're a nuggets pod even though our uh, the name of our pod is you know patty melt boys nba pod we're a nuggets pod we've talked about on here before and i've just thought about it a lot nikola Jokic, he's probably going to win a third mvp the nuggets are still one of the top contenders this year even even doing very little just like marginal moves um to upgrade their roster at the trade deadline which we'll talk about more right after this but i feel like Jokic legitimately has a chance at being a top 10 player of all time but where i will stop short on that yet i think you can probably be a top 15 player of all time these numbers are just i'm just pulling these out of my ass but like i think he does have to win a championship even just one to be like that top 10 that top tier top 10 guy i think you can definitely argue players who are as good as he is are better than a lot of players who were alphas who were the best player on their team who might be like a top 15 guy. I think, I think Jokic has, if he wins a championship and he wins, he puts up the numbers that he does. He averages a triple double this year and wins his third on the efficiency that he is averaging a triple double with wins a third straight MVP at the age of 27. And even in the next few years wins a championship, just any time in his career wins a championship I think he's going to be a top 10 player of all time, but I think he needs the championship to be top 10, but I think you could be top 15 without a championship. That's just yeah. where my thinking is. I think about it from, I mean, Barkley is probably top 15, right? He, he never won right. a championship. You could at least argue that he is for sure. Yeah. I mean, I would have to go like, look through kind of like who for should sure. be where, yeah, exactly. but there's, there's gotta be one or two guys that have not won championships that are in that that sphere i mean Jokic is probably somewhere he's probably already a top 25 guy yeah i was gonna say top 30 um he didn't make the nba 75 list (laughs) (laughs) right yeah but ad did he's see that's that's who the guys i'm talking about nobody's gonna argue ad is a top 10 player of all time like Jokic (laughs) is already a better player than him all time yeah um and ad has a championship I mean, yeah, AD has no MVPs. I feel like I don't know. He maybe he has some first probably. team. Yeah, maybe he has some first team NBAs in there, but probably not too many. Um, I doubt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jokic, he has. I agree. I I think he has a legit shot to be a top ten player. Maybe not top five, just because he kind of got started a little bit later. Um, yeah, for sure. Yep. But yeah. Yeah, it's fun to see. He... I just hope he stays a nugget for as long as possible. I do. I I like knock on wood, but I, I don't think he's gonna play for anybody else. I think he'd retire before playing for anybody else. Yeah, you, you know, know one I... thing that's interesting is uh Jokic's game should age really well though, right? I, yeah, so like will, he got sure. started later, but you could easily see him play into 35 yeah. and and being awesome still, right? He's probably got I think his Supermax contract maybe kicks in this year or maybe even just next year, and it's a five-year contract. I also don't think – he said he's going to play for – for like as long as the game is still fun for him, he's going to play. Um, 
So I could see him re-upping for another contract after this one, which would mean, you know, he'll probably get a new contract when he's 31, 32 years old, another four or five year contract. But you're right. Uh, he's, I don't think he would ever want to leave Denver. I think he's really comfortable here. I think he likes yeah. that Denver's a little more slow paced for a big city. I, I think if he went anywhere, it wouldn't be maybe Chicago just because there's a big Serbian uh, population there. And I, I, yeah. I think there's also, well, we know this and I don't think he'd go to DC, but DC has that, uh, that, that, uh, Ambar, uh, Ambar, which is, <laughs> which is, uh, an offshoot of a very good, uh, very well-renowned restaurant, Serbian restaurant in Belgrade. So, I mean, there's, there's other places where I could, I could see him being like, okay with, but I, I know he loves it here. So yeah, it's kind of the same feeling I get with maybe not MPJ, but Jamal. I think Jamal yeah. just really likes it here. I think I mean, Jamal will be there as long as uh, Jokic is there. You're um, probably right. Yeah. Unless the Nuggets feel the need to shake something up at some point. I don't imagine it's Murray though. Cause those two peanut butter and jelly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I guess I would say as long as Jamal has the choice to be there, I think yeah. he'll be there with Jokic. Same. So, so let, let's talk about, let's talk about the trade deadline. Now this is, uh, yeah. we're going to talk about the bones thing first, which was, you know, not ideal. So the, the bone situation, the last episode we recorded, one of the pictures that I included in the, uh, Instagram pictures for the episode was bones, like staring at the camera I think they're playing mm-hmm. the Clippers and Clippers, game. yeah. And I mean, just the the downfall from there, <laughs> from his trust uh, in the Nuggets and the Nuggets' trust in him was was huge. And there are reports. So so the trade was it it, it ended up being a bigger four four team trade that included Thomas Bryant. So it didn't end up looking as bad as it looked at first, but. How it was reported initially was Bones Highland for two second round picks goes to the Clippers. I want to talk about what this gives the Clippers, kind of what the Clippers did. Um, you know, since people consider them a contender, and I'm gonna refute that, of course. Yeah. And even with some of the moves they made, I think they were decent moves, but the guys that they got, we have a little experience with, and it's just not gonna work with them. But Bones, it's sad. I'm I'm sure you know all the reporting. I'll I'll kind of get into all of it here. But he left the he left the court. He left the bench uh, against OKC about two weeks ago in the middle of a game. After the game, they explained it away. Said he, you know, it was something with his finger sprain that he that he got like two games, two days before against Indiana, where he didn't play in the second half. It made sense to me at the time. As it's a finger strain, why do you have to leave? But maybe he went back and got it taped up or whatever, and then just didn't come out. No big deal. I feel, I feel like that happens, but it was, it was much more than that. It wasn't the finger sprain. Apparently Um, he didn't like his role. His role had been deteriorating. He was playing less and him and Mike was playing worse and he was playing worse. Yeah. I mean, and bones has had the reason why this is tough is because he, he really like, he really embraced Denver the Denver fans embraced him. I think his his teammates really embraced him until all this stuff went down. Um, but it just deteriorated. And the second round picks for him is terrible value. But it's it's that's on him, though, I think. I mean, the Nuggets yeah. probably... Actually, I think the report that Mike Singer had in the Denver Post, it sounded like the Nuggets did try to keep that quiet. But a few GMs around the league had heard about the incident. So... 
it really was bones that tanked the value. It wasn't the nuggets, like putting it out there. Hey, we're unhappy with bones. Yeah. So, you know, we're not going to get a lot for him, but you know, a week ago we were hoping for a, a role, uh, which, and we got Thomas Bryant, apparently it's a four team deal, but like we we're hoping for a role player or a first round pick. And then we got two second round picks for him. Yeah. Um, kind of a bummer, but what, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? You know, now, a yeah, a bummer, now. but I kind of on, on trade deadline day when it seemed like nothing was going right for the nuggets, uh, I kind of, I'm kind of pissed at bones. Uh, it might Me be too. a little hot take, but like, I just feel like, you know, he, uh, he was an important part of the team last year, but like he had not played well this year. And I think like in general, he's probably a net negative this year. Um, he was actually a huge net negative. If you look at his on a, like his, his numbers, he was, he was yeah. bad. And the fact is for a late first round pick, they were still, I think, you know, he was still playing some, he wasn't playing like his role was diminished, but Mm -hmm. it was diminished along with his play. He was, he was like last year, this year, a terrible defender. Yep. Um, But it's just like, I don't know, this is like, he's on this incredible team. He's playing with these incredible players. Like, you know, have some patience, man, like buy in a little bit, like, things will work out like Denver was Denver liked you like the the front mm-hmm. office I mean Malone was supportive of him even as he was headed out the door and like you said yeah. they kept everything quiet um I mean it was really it sounded like Bones and his and then family Bones talked to Chris Haynes right and, before yeah yeah his family escalated the situation yeah, and they so were they calling... tanked his value and I yeah. also like you know like a player like Bones there's a lot of guys like that around the league that true. you know and and sometimes if you don't land in the right spot who knows what like happens to your career so yeah I don't know like it's it sucks how it ended but it's also kind of like I'm fine with what the Nuggets did in the end like it sucks that that's they the only to value they got but like you you can't do that stuff like it, yeah. it it's a bummer but like i don't know i it's just come on bones like it's, i i i feel like he will look back and kind of regret this i think he probably will too i mean the what we've been hearing for i mean it just makes sense too is you know this is a championship contending team we need when in a championship contender just needs every player on board they all need to be on a string, as as the locker room is saying, as Michael Malone is saying. Everybody needs to be on the same page. You can't have an ego about it. Michael Porter Jr., complete opposite of the bone situation. He has bought in. Yeah. he's And his teammates have noticed it. And teammates did notice the bone stuff going on. And yep. it was a negative thing. I'm, I'm going to read real quick from the Mike Singer report uh, just, just about the bones Highland situation. Numerous veterans were frustrated with Highland in the aftermath of his decision to walk off the bench. In the weeks preceding the deadline, another veteran who spoke on condition of anonymity was not displeased with the trade rumors and understood why Bones was being shipped. Shot, sorry. Following that game, the Nuggets went on a three-game road swing that began with a trip to New Orleans. As punishment, Highland didn't fly with the team. Instead, he flew commercial and met up with the team later. He wasn't a shooter on the next day, blah, blah, blah. Um... So Bones just keeps kind of escalating the situation. <laughs> I guess yesterday he flew he flew to yeah, LA and, and they flew him private <laughs> on a private jet and he he was on Instagram or something and put on like this is what this is how they treat you when they like you and it's like Bones they loved you. You did yeah. this to yourself, dude. Like shut up. And this yeah. this kind of this kind of points to the the immaturity that he has to. I think 
I think if he were a few more years into his career, he would have realized the situation he was in and wouldn't be doing all this shit. I mean, it's yeah. just a sad ending to what was really a fun run with Bones. Um, I don't know. You got anything else to say before we talk some Thomas Bryant? No, I'll, I'll be interested to see how it works out for him. Because, like, the Clippers have a lot of guys kind of like him, right? That are like, you know, you know like just play. a lot of, yeah, he's... they just have a lot of guys that, like, you know, they can do their sort of thing, but it's like, I don't really know what his role is there. And, you know, he, he's just guys that can't play defense like him that, but they, they can score at times. Like they can find fits, but like they also end up being on a lot of different teams and also not getting a lot of play time. And it's too bad for him, I think. Um, but I, yeah, it's, it's just a bummer how it worked out. And I don't blame though the Nuggets. Like I think they handled it as as well as they could, and yeah. uh, I mean I'm I think uh, I'm fine with what they did in the end, even though it's two two first or second round picks sucks. But yeah, what can you do? Um, so instead of jumping to Thomas Bryant, I want to hop on something you said because we're going to talk about the Clippers, uh, how they view themselves, how some people view them them as contenders. Two of the moves they made, Bones Highland, he's not going to help you in the playoffs. He'll he he'll have a good few quarters. Like I could see them just like we talked in the last, or maybe we didn't talk about it on the pod because the the trade rumors hadn't started yet. But Bones can win you a playoff game, but more yeah. often than not, he's going to lose you a playoff game, and not not in a dramatic way. But you're going to look at his you're going to look at his plus minus for an entire series, not just a one off in one game, and see how negative he is. Um, and then they traded for Mason Plumley too. Very good yeah. backup center, but we know his limitations. I am not afraid of, I'm not afraid of a Zubats, Mason Plumley front line trying to defend Jokic at all. Um, so yeah. I don't. I think they did get a little better because they made a couple other moves too. I can't think of what they were off the top of my head, but but they they're not to me. They didn't get Eric any Gordon, scarier. Right? Oh yeah, that too. People, I, I was just pulling up their roster because oh, okay. I, I kind of like forget who they have, but. But their yeah. roster is, it's just kind of like, like, so Terrence Mann, right? Terrence Mann's you bones, would, better bones. But better bones, right? That's yeah. what I was thinking. I was like, he plays he's going to play above bones. Yeah. And then Eric Gordon is going to play above bones as long as he's in the tell playoffs you, for think. sure. Like, yeah. you know, Amir Coffey, I don't know much about him, but I think he's a decent defender, right? I Robert think he's Covington, good, yeah. like yeah. Norm Powell is going to play above bones. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I mean, Bones I'm is going to like LA, but that Clippers no. team. This, no, but we have their number, so it's all good. We own them, and I also just think, like you know, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Like, I mean, when's the last time you actually saw them play great? I, I can't remember any a game that mattered. I no, don't, it's, it's hard to I remember. Feel like with Kawhi, it was maybe the finals. So, yeah, 2019. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk Thomas Bryant. I was pumped when I saw that move come across. Um, we gave up Dave again, part of a bigger trade, but we gave up Davon Reed and what two second round picks. So we, you know, we come out even there. We essentially gave up Davon Reed and Bones for Thomas Bryant, two players who weren't going to be in our playoff rotation anyway for a guy who I think probably will be. And he's not going to play a ton of minutes in the playoffs because we have one of the best players in the world at center at the same position yeah. as him. But he's, I think he's going to be, he's had a great year for the Lakers. He's had like some 30 and 15 games. I mean, on Has a really, he really? Good efficiency. Yeah. And he's the <laughs> wow. he's the league leader in true and uh true shooting percentage this year too. Like he's I did see that, yeah. He's very efficient. He's shot I think since the 
2020 season, he has shot 40% um, from three. Um, so yeah. like on pretty low volume, but he's a center, you know, no center is going to have, unless you're Carl Anthony Towns, um, who doesn't want any, any piece of the paint. Um, you know, you're not going to be shooting on a very high volume from three. I think Thomas Bryant is going to be a great player for us. Yeah. I mean, I've always liked, like he was in DC for a while. I always liked yeah. his offensive game. And like, when you see him in person, you're like, Oh yeah, that guy's really good. He's not a great defender, which is kind of surprising. Cause he, it seems like he should be um, better than Deandre Jordan though. Probably he probably <laughs> is an upgrade there. And like, yeah. it, it'll be intriguing to see him with that second unit on offense. Like the fact that he can stretch the floor and stuff, especially if we can get a guy like Reggie Jackson. We'll talk about the buyout market soon, but that would be ideal. Yeah, that would bring be him sweet. home. He's a Colorado Springs native. Bring him home. Um, the buyout speak- market. Yeah, we got to talk about that. It's going it to be tough. Seems, it seems okay, though. Like, there seems like there's real players out there. There's a few. We yeah. could use. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, speaking of Thomas Bryant's time in Washington, Ish Smith, now the backup point guard, not third string, current backup point guard for the Denver Nuggets. Played with Thomas Bryant for nearly three years, says his perimeter shooting toughness, energy, and rebounding prowess will bring a lot to the Nuggets. Added that he's an underrated passer and great post-up player. Called Bryant a ball of energy. Said Nuggets fans will love him. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't have too much to say about this move. I just think it was pretty. We didn't have to give up much at all for him, and he's going to play for us. We yeah, need. Seems we like need a no-brainer. Offense. Yeah. Seemed weird to me that the Lakers would lose want to lose him but it's on the like agree. and they got mo yeah. bomba in return i was going to say this earlier <laughs> when talking about the the and he shoots threes but like um when looking at their lineup like they're more they're most effective when it, this is why they're never going to win anything i know they won the 2020 championship and that's a by the way we can thank mason Plumley for that i think that would have been we could have we could have won a championship that year if Mason Plumlee didn't didn't fuck up on that defensive yeah. inbound play and then you know AD hits the three at the buzzer to go up 2-0. Yeah. Should have been a 1-0, should have been a one or a 1-1 series, and then it's anybody's series. That was a good series. Well, and then it's going seven being, games, right? Exactly. Like, it probably wins six, it's going seven then. Um yep. and game seven, you just never know. So you never know. And, and well, the nuggets, in the that, nuggets have been already played in two. Right, that, I was gonna bubble, say. So we were doing pretty well up to that. Point and then we play the sevens. Heat, and we probably beat the Heat. I know the beat oh, yeah. on, the Heat were on a a heater, but so were we. <laughs> like, I mean, the Heat collapsed in that finals. Like that yeah. finals was like over. I, I don't remember how many games I went, but it was pretty those, clear the Heat were not gonna win it. Right. Those away. are the most frustrating, and this is the only time we ever make the Western Conference Finals. In '09, it happened too. Inbound mm-hmm. plays were what effed us against the Lakers and then they go on to beat the Orlando magic. We would have beat the Orlando magic that year. Like they're, you know, what is it? Sliding, sliding doors, uh, uh, you know, whatever it's called, but it's like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but what, uh, you know, it's, it's frustrating. Who cares? That was, that was 14 years ago at this point, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) yeah. So what other moves we want to talk about? Well, we got to talk about Kevin Durant. We got to talk about KD. I got to say too, uh, Ben, you were pretty down bad about this one. Matt, I saw it. I woke up. So this was, uh, this was, I think. I got your WTF. Yeah, (laughs) I think. So I think on Wednesday, the Lakers made some moves, right? And they got better. 
But it was for kind nothing. of like for nothing. The Lakers always get those yeah. deals. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't even remember the trades they made, but it was like, you know, they got they get Beasley, they got Vanderbilt. They got like good players for nothing. Beasley, for a, a Vanderbilt first round pick. Yeah. And one other guy. Yeah. Um shit. Oh, uh, um uh D'Angelo. Uh Russell, oh, yeah. which is I'm kind of like, well, you can take him. But Whatever, like like but quality players. Like they gave up a first rounder and like Juan Toscano Anderson and one other guy for all of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Pat Bev went somewhere. I, I Orlando, remember. yeah. Yeah. So like anyway, you know, solid players. But either way, at the at the end of the day, I was like, okay, they're better. They're probably, you know, a playoff team. Like I could see them winning a to play in to get in and and they'll give people trouble because they have lebron but still like not was not like overly concerned but either either way like they had gotten better and then yeah i woke up and it was like five in the morning and i had clicked to espn just to see the home page i had looked at twitter and like twitter's so broken i didn't even right. see like that thing come up but i i just saw kevin durant and like I think maybe they had put him in the Phoenix uniform. And I was yeah. just like, this is like, I felt like I was like dreaming. Like I was just like, yeah. what the hell? Cause like, man, I mean, this is what we were afraid of. Like I was fine hanging with the group we had. I was just worried somebody is going to make a big move. Mm-hmm. I could not have contemplated the Suns, who like have not been good this year, but have good players still adding Kevin Durant. It, the it new kind own, of new ownership syndrome or whatever you know like they yeah. want to make a splash and he it made kind a of broke splash. me though yeah like, like the whole day i was just like fuck like this was our year and of course something had to happen yeah and to that i say ben imagine how fun i i know i told you this but like imagine how fun and satisfying it's gonna be when we win the championship when the nuggets win the championship this year now having to go through the suns Golden State, the Mavericks in like the first round or something. They, they, I think the Mavericks ceiling is probably the second round, uh, just because yeah. of their defense. It's a, it's. I think it's just going to be satisfying. It's going to be way harder. It sucks. It, it still sucks. Golden I'm just State trying, got I'm just Gary Payton back too. Maybe that's going to be voided. Maybe oh, he failed his physical. God. Yeah, he failed his physical, and now that whole trade is in because he basically is like. He has something wrong with him that could keep him out for like three months. So they might just void the trade, which would void the entire. They can't like because the trade deadlines passed. They can't like throw in a different player or anything like that. That might be voided. Okay, that makes me feel better because like I I saw that way later after like maybe the day after and I felt like throwing my phone. I was just like this, (laughs) like the West is like everybody. I think this year thought the East was back. The East was really good. And they were right. Like. Um, especially the top teams in the East, but I'm sorry, like the West just always ends up in this like arms race where every team that's like halfway decent adds yep. like big names and it just sucks. Like <laughs> it, it just really sucks. sucks. <laughs> it does really suck. It's gonna be a gauntlet going through the like I was thinking before the deadline that Memphis was probably gonna be our toughest competition. I thought they might and then I thought they might go out and get Ananobi or something. I thought that was, you know, Memphis and New Orleans were apparently the two teams that were gonna go out. And New Orleans gives us trouble because of all their length. And then you add yeah. Ananobi to it. I don't think it would have made them a contender. It would have made them tougher to get through though. Yeah. Either way, like I I was gonna be okay with it. like I was like, I think yeah. we were still like the heavy in my opinion, we were the heavy favorites in the West. 
Yeah. And now, I mean, it is tough. I think now we're not being talked about, which but... is great. I don't think we're the favorites in most people's eyes, but I think right. that's not a bad thing. I think yeah. we're probably. I mean, Phoenix it's... has to be the favorite, like in mm-hmm. at least for like, you know, most people. Betting so. and yeah. I And I don't disagree with that. Um, Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer, he put out a, a new like power ranking for, you know, all 30 teams or whatever. He still had us at four. And he said it simply because the player, the teams in front of us had championship players on their team already. Uh, and I said, what about KCP, KOC? Uh, no, <laughs> did I mean, you tweet he, that at him? I hope he no, did. <laughs> no, uh, but he has a point. And this is this is always what I think, you know, I, I was watching, it was last week. There was, I think, I don't, it doesn't matter. It was a Tuesday night um, TNT game. And somebody was asking, the panel, I think Adam Lefko asked the panel, why aren't people, you know, giving the Nuggets more respect? And Candace Parker basically said, like, if their defense, that, that if how they're playing now is how they play in the playoffs, then they have a real shot at winning a championship. They just want to, you know, we want to see it a little longer or whatever. I think that's kind of bullshit. They've since December, they've been a top 10 defense and top 10 offense, uh, number one offense. So, you know, that's a championship formula for sure. But I don't blame people for not thinking we're going to win the championship until one of our top guys does. I I, I don't mind that. But I do wish people would say that. People just then, what people on the, and I'm talking about on those big TNT shows, ESPN shows, the ones that honestly don't matter much, but they're just the ones that everybody watch. Um, Yeah, they they just don't, they just don't even mention the Nuggets. A lot yeah. of times. And it's like, especially now. Oh my God. And everybody's yeah. like, oh, what about Dallas? And it's like, Dallas gave up their bet. Like they have no defense. Yeah. And if I, you watch I, basketball at all, you you would know yeah. Dallas and is they're not gonna, going anywhere. They're going to have, no, they're going to have a honeymoon phase. They're going to, for the oh, next yeah. month or whatever, like <laughs> it always happens teams. with Kyrie, right? Yeah. They're going to, it's going to be amazing teams. for the next yeah. six weeks or so. Kyrie's going to be on his best behavior. The, their Nico Harris who I, be- I believe is the name of their GM, um, had ties with him back at Nike, blah, blah, blah. Great relationship. Well, you know, so did so did a bunch of other people with Kyrie. Like his best yeah. friend was on the team that he just came from, and he fucked that situation up. Um, I think it was Ben Golliver that went through like tweets from like when Kyrie first joined the Celtics right. and the Nets, <laughs> yeah. and it was it's like the same thing. It's all the same so, stuff. Yeah. Uh, but he basically said something like, we just like, this is a situation where Kyrie can be himself and like, we'll protect him from blah, blah, blah. And it's like, don't let Kyrie be himself. He's going to ruin another team. That's what he's always himself. You can't let him be like, first, you can't not let him be himself, but like him being himself is what ruins teams. It ruins locker rooms. And like, I don't know how, maybe it's just players being like, um, just like, trying to be cautious but like players still seem to like him a lot yeah like he doesn't really talked about that like it's just it's kind of insane like bizarre celtics guys will go dap him up after he like destroyed that team and stuff yeah it's just so weird but when you hear it's it's kind of with the bones thing we i read that thing about the one of the you know on anonymity a vet said like he doesn't care get him out of here if he's not going to have that right mindset I've heard this mindset too. A lot of the guys in in locker rooms, like vets, will just say, "You got to look out for you." So maybe yeah. maybe a lot of guys in locker rooms are just like, "Yeah, Kyrie like ruined our team," but like, you know, he got the max somewhere else. 
Yeah. You know, like good for him. He got his money. I don't know. It's a weird deal. It is either way. I'm, if I was a Mavs fan, I would be worried about like what it means for Luca long term. Um, because I, I mean, just that's why they imagine. did the deal apparently too. Yeah, I just can't imagine it's got. I know it's not going to work out, and I would just be worried that then that affects Luca's wanting to stay there long term. Yeah, but that franchise. Yeah. Some people went through their moves basically since they won that. Dirk title. I mean, that franchise kind of fucking sucks. Like they have they, not they done do. very good other than like the draft, like trading and drafting Luca, which mm-hmm. seemed like a no brainer. Um, yeah. They just have not made a lot of good moves. They have not surrounded him with talent at all either. So they really haven't um, real quick because I, I have not upgraded to the new version of zoom in two minutes. We're going to have to log off. We'll take a break, but uh, I want to talk real quick. The thing that, this always happens though with superstar moves. And I think it really affects because Kyrie is not KD. I think the Suns are going to be okay, but their depth did take a hit. That's yeah. going to help. That's going to help teams like, like Denver. Um, yeah. And the Mavericks depth. I mean, they really, well, they lost Dorian Finney Smith, their best defender. They're really only defender, maybe Powell, but like, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about any other bigs, honestly. So like, if you have good big defenders, Jokic is going to tear them up. Um, yeah, but who else did they lose? Dinwiddie. They lost a lot of a lot of. Dinwiddie's depth a too. good. He's a solid he, player. He like, is good. He is good. Yeah. If he was on the buyout market, you know, he'd be a bring good him home. Player. He went to see <laughs> you, yeah. right? He went to see you. So <laughs> I would love I what, Dinwiddie on the Nuggets at some point. That'd be fun. It would be fun. It would be fun. But yeah, I'm just not. I am worried about Phoenix, of course. Like they still KD is a different beast. You know, Kyrie. Yeah. What do you what do you think about the report that uh, KD to the Suns will be explored in the offseason already, already coming in? Wait, coming who in to now. the Suns? Oh, Kyrie to the Suns. Kyrie to the Suns, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, of course, because because Chris Paul's aging. Do you think they're gonna like? But then that's just an, I don't know. Like Dallas is so stupid because Dallas is also like, well, we're not negotiating a contract, and everybody's like, well, then that's not so bad either because then they have they have max space in the offseason, and it's like. But who's going to be a free agent? Yeah, for and what? then you just yeah. gave up, and then you just gave two up Dinwiddie and Finney Smith for cap space, and two first like, rounders, right? Yeah, two first like, rounders, unprotected or something like that's yeah. crazy for like mm-hmm. a, so, a Kyrie rental. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Mavs, that's a rough situation. I would for not. Sure. All right, we're gonna hit a break real quick. We will be right back. Ben, I, I want to talk to you about a couple more. And then if you if you have any particular ones you want to talk about, let me know. Uh, this was a big trade deadline. Apparently, it was the most, well, like 12 teams, uh, 20 players, seemed like more. Uh, it was the biggest trade deadline ever, according by at least one of those metrics, from what I heard. Wow. But uh, I am not threatened by this team at all. I just, you know, they're right in our backyard. Minnesota Timberwolves shipped out D'Angelo Russell. They got Mike Connolly back. Did they get anything else back in that? I don't think they did. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, that should help stabilize them, though. I think that'll be they need definitely that presence. A, yeah. That'll definitely be, uh, be uh, better for them. Memphis did nothing. What do you think about the Timberwolves? The, uh, so Dane, Dane Moore, is that the guy's name? He's a, he's a, yeah. uh, podcaster reporter uh work in work in the minnesota beat 
he was yeah. on the DMVR podcast earlier this week, and he didn't say. I'll, I'll give him credit. He didn't say that like they would beat the Nuggets in a first round matchup, but he said that he likes the Nuggets more than any other team as a matchup in the West. Yeah, and that was that was the day after the Timberwolves blew the blew the doors off the Nuggets, who didn't bring Without, even yeah. on the trip didn't bring uh, AG. Jokic, Murray, or KCP because they were all hurt. And then the Nuggets ended up beating them right after Dane Moore said that with a fully healthy roster uh, by, you know, 34 or something like that. That was the 49-point first yep. quarter. Yeah. 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 So uh, he did take it back on Twitter. He said, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I wouldn't want them in the first round. I think that's how most uh, Timberwolves fans are feeling. Even after this trade deadline, I think Mike Connolly is good for him. I don't think it moves their needle either. No, it, it doesn't. They're not going old. anywhere. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Like the Timberwolves, they're like, they are very far down my list of teams and to be concerned about in the West. I mean, Jokic will own Gobert if we play them. I like, I just, yeah, I can't get mm-hmm. at all. Like, Ant, my, you could see like Ant having a really good playoff game and maybe they win a game. I, I'm yeah. not worried about it. I'm not worried about them either. The pups. Yeah. The pups. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. Do you have any other trades? There was nothing else that really shook up the, the landscape. I don't think. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I'll be honest. Like there were so many trades. I, uh, I don't think I caught them all. Like the Gary Payton one, I didn't see till like maybe a day later. And I was just like, Oh geez, not him too. Um, no, I mean, what are your thoughts on the East, though? Now that Brooklyn is basically sort of not a contender, are you you feel and like Milwaukee's it's... really come on strong? They're looking like the favorites out of the East now. Yeah, I mean, who do you do you feel? So I kind of feel like it's um, Milwaukee or Boston. I don't want to put Philly in that combo yet, but maybe I should. What? How do you feel about the East? Those are that's definitely the tier. I think it's Milwaukee, Boston, and then slightly below that. Uh, Philadelphia. I think any of those teams, it would it would be a tough Eastern Conference Finals. Any combination of those teams, I think the Bucks, just because they've already done it, um, and once when Middleton's healthy, I just think that there's you know they'd have beat Boston last year. Everybody says it, even even like Boston fans say, yeah, we got lucky that Middleton wasn't in that series. Um, yeah. But it's those two. It's those two mostly for me: Milwaukee and Boston. And Milwaukee would scare me more than Boston, only because Giannis, when he really, really puts his mind to it, I don't, I don't know how we defend him. And they might, you know, they're they're better, they're a good defensive team. They can't defend us either. Um, yeah, nobody can. But I don't know. Like he's just a more dominant player. It's like that game when when uh, we played the Sixers, and. You know, Jokic should have been more aggressive in the second half, but it's just two different two different styles of play. Um, I think more often it's probably the team style that wins a championship. But Giannis is a dominant player while being like somehow he toes that line, like he he finesses that line, I guess, better than somebody like Embiid does. Where Embiid, when he's dominant, it's because he's it's only him being dominant. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I it scares me more. Who scares they, you more? They all the yeah. I think you're right. The box, the box. Like they also have Brooke Lopez, who's a good defender. Like mm-hmm. Jokic could do like what he needs to do with him and stuff. But 
I think uh, they're yeah, harder I think for sure. The Celtics would be a much better matchup. I'm just like I don't know why I just don't take Philadelphia seriously. I uh, they're having it's because a great they, year. Yeah, I just like I think don't. it's because maybe Harden's on. I don't know. I just don't like. I I kind of even that game we lost that game. I just feel like we lost it though. Like I mean, we controlled 100%. the first half. It was all, and on then us, we just yeah. like didn't really play our game the second half. But like, mm-hmm. I never felt like, like even when they were when they were rolling in the second half, like I was still just like, if this was a series, I wouldn't. I feel like it'd be maybe a five game, six game series. I wouldn't be that worried about it. No, it'd be it'd be a it'd be a fun matchup. But I think it's one that we win probably. Yeah, I, I think it probably I mean, I goes keep, at least six, but. I keep saying I wouldn't be worried about it, but I know once the playoffs come, I'll be like terrified of like Jaden McDaniels and like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll be worried about every single like one of these, yeah. but like stepping back at this point in the season, that's what I'm not worried about. The yeah. Suns. No, I'm with you. Worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. I worry about the Suns too. Um, I always worry about the Warriors. Uh, I think so, we, this year we're much better, better suited to play against them. Um, but it's still, it's the Warriors. It's, it's like until they're, until they're out, they're a threat. You yeah. Know? I just, yep. I just feel even if they're a six seed, they're not your standard six seed if they're healthy, <laughs> you know? Did, did they trade James Wiseman? Did I read that right? Yeah, they did. They did. Okay. To Detroit. All right. That might they have did. been, honestly, that might be part of this Gary Payton deal. It might get rescinded. Okay. Uh, but I thought they got back for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at first it looked like they were going to get Sadiq mm-hmm. Bay, which would have been good. Um, but they mm-hmm. ended up he got rerouted because this was a multi. I think this was the Gary Payton trade because it was a, like a four team trade. Sadiq Bay okay. went down to down to uh, Atlanta. Okay. Um, and Sadiq Bay scored fifty points in a game before in the NBA, which is crazy, but it's true. In Detroit, I assume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, pretty nuts. Uh, Wait, one more um, team I got to ask you about. Yeah. The Sacramento Kings, the two all-star Sacramento Kings. How, yeah, how let's talk about, about the all-stars them? now. I'm not I'm not really worried about the Kings. Um I th- I think they're a legit like regular season good, you know, they've they've earned it. The the 3 seed that they have right now. They could drop to like 4 5 6 easy though just because of, you know, the the moves that other teams made. I'm not really that worried about them. We're going to have home court advantage most likely over anybody in the West, at least. Maybe yeah. even the entire run if we, you know, if we can hold on to or at least, you know, match that same record. I think so. We're one and one against the Celtics this year, I think. So I don't know what the tiebreaker is. Maybe point differential. I don't know how that works. But, you know, either way, I'm I'm just not afraid of of Sacramento. I think That's they'd put fair. up. I think it'd be a six game series or something, though. I don't think it would be like a five game series. Five's put. I mean, that's there's potential, but they're too good. I think if it's a five game series, it's one of those like last year against like us and the Warriors. It's like, yeah, it looks it looks bad afterwards, but the series is closer. Like the games are close, other than the first two, of course, last year. But it's just yeah. one of those series, probably. Yeah, Sacramento will probably have a great crowd in the playoffs just because they oh, haven't yeah. had playoff basketball in 20 years or something 100 so. percent, yeah that'll be pretty nuts but uh let's talk buyouts ben all so right it's been it's been reported and this is the guy that mm-hmm. i i told you and i'm not i'm not bullshitting anybody here 
right when Reggie Jackson got traded to Charlotte, I was like, okay, buyout guy. I want him. And then it was reported like a day later that they are going to work on a buyout. He's who I want. A couple other guys who are going to be on the buyout market. You just saw Terrence Ross. I think he'd be good on the wing for us, um, which is this is the this is the line we have to kind of um, what balance here is like we need wing defenders because of now, especially because of the Durant thing. Yeah. Um, but I think we need a point guard more. Another guy. So Reggie Jackson, John Wall, not happening. Russell Westbrook, not happening. Patrick Beverly, who I think he's he's a guy I've never wanted on my team. But I think he's a guy that once he's on your team, you love him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He'd be and he'd be really good against like the Warriors and stuff, too, if we have to face face them again this year. But Reggie Jackson's still the pick for me. Yeah, uh, I think that's, that's right. Reggie yeah. Jackson would be perfect, right? He's going like, to have interest from a lot of teams, I'm sure, but maybe yeah. the Colorado connection, the role that he'd have, we we would that have to stay. Gives here. me hope. Yeah, the yeah. Colorado connection cuz like when you said him I was like yeah, there's no way the Nuggets get him, right? But like maybe. I mean, and we're the number one team in the West right now by four or yeah. five games, like Yeah. Come on, Reggie, take a look at us. <laughs> I mean, just imagine cuz you'll still stagger and you're you're like the playoff rotation is going to be down to seven or eight guys, but yeah. he could definitely be one of those seven or eight. He would be um, on our team, but if, imagine like just a strict bench lineup. Now, I guess this is still a little bit staggered, but with different guys, say it's Reggie Jackson working the pick and roll with Thomas Bryant. And then your three other guys are KCP, Bruce Brown and AG. Yeah. Or Christian Brown. Like if you want to go, yeah. you know, like that's really solid. And you don't, and then you're, you know, you're staggering a guy like KCP instead of Jamal Murray, but you could also yeah. stagger Jamal Murray in there. Cause both Jamal and Reggie, uh, Reggie Miller, Reggie Jackson can, you know, they, they both work well off the, off the ball as well. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think it just makes, it makes more sense than Pat Bev. I think Pat, Pat Bev's Bev like the is group. the second pick, though, of those Same. four oh, guys, yeah. right? Same. Because yep, we sure. just need him. He's not very good anymore. Like, he's no. not a good basketball You just need him player. to come in and, and rough up Steph Curry a little bit. Yeah. Like, in For a 12 legal minutes, way. right? Like, yeah, that's a, yeah. what we need him to play. Yeah. Um, and he, I guess, like, part of me, like, you know, when he was on the T-Wolves last year, right? Like, and they're in that, I think it was just the playing game plan. or maybe it was the, it was the plan. series, but like right like yeah. he was he made himself known was a presence mm-hmm. though the one thing is i just don't know that he it's not really like like the nuggets are not the type of team that like really talks or anything like that no so i don't know how he fits um i mean maybe you could use a guy like that then yeah, i still think maybe. it's reggie jackson is the preference but maybe apparently they're already working on on getting him back in Minnesota. And I'm like, I don't think, yeah, Pat Bev needs to think a little, uh, like go a little bigger here. I think he needs to get on a legit contender, like for his his sake here. In some ways though, that is like a Pat Bev team, right? Like he needs to go to a not that good team. That's going to fight in the first round series. He can stand on the table after they win that like one game. (laughs) Yeah. And then they'll get put out and uh, he can go on his, like, I feel like that's his role in the playoffs, right? Like he doesn't, has he won a championship? I don't think so. No, he hasn't. 
he doesn't he doesn't end up on championship teams. He ends up on like know. pesky teams, but eight seeds. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So uh let's see where to next. Let's talk all-star game. Let's talk AG. So you'd already you'd already mentioned the two seed and the three seed in the West. The the uh Sacramento Kings and the Memphis Grizzlies each have two all-stars. Now, I actually can't begrudge this is the thing. I, I always hear people saying, okay, remember, you know, when the All-Stars get announced, if you have a snub, you can't just say a snub without taking a guy off the team. It's like, no, this year it's pretty easy. I know Triple J might win Defensive Player of the Year. He hasn't played enough. And Paul George so. hasn't played enough, and he hasn't played good enough. Those are the two you take off. Yeah. So even in, even with these replacement picks, um, because Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Zion Williamson are not playing in the All-Star game, and they were all originally All-Stars. AG, once again, was not named to the All-Star team. And I just think this is, I think it's a, I mean, how can you say this when like Sacramento got to? But I think this is like a disrespect for the Nuggets thing. The Nuggets always, I think, get overlooked for shit like this. And maybe, you know what? The Nuggets have been consistent enough the last few years. That like, of course, like De'Aaron Fox is getting mentioned for this. Again, he deserves it more than I think Triple J or Paul George does, actually. Too. Yeah. But I don't know. There's one guy. There's one other guy. I know Jalen. Shit. Jalen Brown. He has like a face. He like broke his face or something the other day. He might not play in the All-Star game. But would mm-hmm. a guy have to come out of the East for that? Or would you would would the league give it to AG? I don't know. Because I, I think so aren't they still going conferences, but then they just draft yes, from whichever yeah. well, they that's, want. That's why I'm thinking, like for the draft, it doesn't matter like which conference. But I feel like they'd probably replace him with an East guy. What happens? Which uh, what happens with Kevin Durant? Is it he's, he's already just still out. on it since he came? Yeah, they up, just, he was in the East and yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh wait, he, but he wasn't gonna. Yeah, I guess which play is his replacement? There. It, it, it comes from replace. Probably. Okay. I don't know. Hmm. I just think yeah. every other year, I think there's so much talk about, well, the number one seed has to have at least two all-stars. And there was yeah. some talk this year. Like that got yeah. mentioned. I mean, even like Charles Barkley was, sh- was surprised even when the first, not in a replacement thing, like guys like that, there are people out there that say the nuggets should have two. Well, it, I mean, I like Bobby Marks and Zach Lowe, when they were talking, they're all-star teams. Like, they both thought he should be on it. Like, this was yeah. before replacements, so. Mm-hmm. And he should. I don't know. That's, well, also, I mean, we're, we're the number one seed in the, the West. I haven't checked since we lost to the to the Magic. I was pulling up now. But we're the number one seed in the West by four games, three and a half games. Like, it's three and a half you now, know, after last not, night, yeah. Yeah, that's not It's nothing. by a lot. Yeah, you know that's not an insignificant margin. And also our, six and a half up on the three seed, the Kings. Yeah, like I yeah. mean, we're pretty good. We're pretty. It's not good. a lot to be number one yet. It's like it's it's essentially a lock to be top two at this point, especially with yeah. the team we have. Unless injuries just ravage us at the because the team is good. So the only the only way we really lose our standing is like a top two in the West, even a top one, is if something just terrible happens. Well, and you look at it. So the teams, so Memphis is two, three and a half games back. They're a tire fire right now. Like they're mm-hmm. a mess. Sacramento yeah. is six and a half. They're not coming any any closer. Dallas is seven and a half. 
They they're probably going to run, but I don't think they're making it it seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. And then Phoenix is eight, but eight's too far back at this point in the season. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not scared of being like losing ground to those teams, really. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, Memphis. Memphis will go on another run or whatever, but I think the Nuggets will too. The Nuggets yeah. have been consistent all year, and then they they won nine straight at one point. But that was when that was when we were really battling with Memphis because they won like eleven straight. Yeah, it'd be like we'd be tied with them in the standings for like a couple hours because they won, and then we'd be a half game up. And then when we were tied, we had the tiebreaker, so we would be up. But like each team was not losing any game. Yeah, and then and then when Memphis lost a game, they lost like six in a row. And then I think they lost like eight of nine or something like that. And yeah. they still haven't fully recovered from that because they lost it like two games ago, but they won last night. But yeah, it's three and a half. I'm I'm so tonight they're playing in Charlotte. Charlotte's on the second night of a back-to-back. They only played in Boston. That's got to be like an hour, hour and a half flight. But still after the showing we had in Orlando on trade deadline day, I think, I'm not worried about tonight. Like we're going to go back up four games unless Memphis plays yeah. tonight. Maybe they'll win too. I don't know what their schedule is, but like we also have, I saw of like the playoff teams in the West. I think we have like the third easiest schedule remaining. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah. So we've I mean, already we, played the very tough schedule then. Yeah, means. we play. I mean, we play good teams. So everybody does, but like, it's just, I think, I think we've played like eight back to backs already this year and we only have like three left in the last like 30 games or whatever it is it's less That's than 30 good. now but yeah and it's we've, good. we've so, started forfeiting back-to-backs which we we should pretty much yeah. i think going we have forward. one like this kind of sucks where i'm going to the clippers game on february 26th i think oh they play... the bones revenge game <laughs> I, I am like a little scared about that app if he even i mean if he gets to play that he would play, like, but he won't play much yeah yeah um no, but it's it sucks. Like we play Memphis in Memphis the night before, and I didn't look at that mm-hmm. before I bought tickets. I bought tickets for this game before the season started. I guess you don't um, know which game will forfeit, right? We if Memphis is true. the away game, they might just be like Jokic. Yeah, but Murray, we might look. We might here. look at Memphis as like we want the tiebreaker. You oh, know, yeah, I could see sense. that because the Clippers are still a ways back. Yeah, um, so we're probably not too worried about them. Yeah, that'll be. A, uh, it should be a good game either way. I think I it should like still Clippers, be a good game because like, we, yeah, because we like playing against the Clippers, but we own them. <laughs> yeah, but you might still like. You're right. You might sit a few guys, and who knows? By the way, did you see that the Clippers official account tweeted out that picture of Bones lying on the ground? Um, yes, and, and put it, him in a Clippers jersey. I, I like fucking hate the Clippers now, man. Like they they're suck. they're lame and they just they just suck. <laughs> yep, I hate them too. I want to bring up one more. This this is this is going to be for the diehards. Um, one more name. He wouldn't be a buyout guy. He's he's currently balling out in the G League. Another good option for we'll call it buyout guy. Um, PJ Dozier. He's healthy. He's playing is well. He? He's a tall point guard. He's a long guy. He's like, isn't he like six 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 seven? But he has like a six foot eleven, seven foot wingspan. Like he, he'd be a pretty good option if you if you strike out on on guys like Reggie Jackson. Because again, you probably you probably don't technically Reggie Jackson would be a luxury. That's still like obviously preferable here. Like if you do strike out on those guys, I think PJ Dozier is pretty solid. 
And I think he might I'd not play a lot have in the playoffs, him... but I'd I rather have I'd... him than than Terrence Ross. And probably I Pat think I'd Bev. rather have that's what I was gonna say. More than Pat yeah. Bev. Like yeah, we don't need so... him for a lot. And I haven't seen him, I haven't been watching G League like you, but uh I have assuming I just, he looks just... decent. <laughs> like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. And well, he knows the I... team. He could he could come in like fit well in like the team likes him yeah like mike that. singer said something on twitter today because somebody threw it out there um he said it's definitely a possibility or something like that i don't i don't All know the right. exact words that he that he used but you know who knows i like it yeah well that's all i got ben I think that's I all I got. Much else to talk. I think about. we we covered the league this time. We Maybe did. less the Eastern Conference, but that's because it's the lesser conference once again. Well, now, so. you know what? Let's actually bring up. Let's actually bring up uh, one other Eastern Conference team. Um, they're not going to make any noise, but apparently they they fancied themselves buyers at the trade deadline. The Chicago Bulls did nothing, but I just want to talk about the Bulls because because of our third co-host John. Um, he hates Zach Levine. Says he's not a winning player. You can't argue with the per, winning perennial winning. loser. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I don't know. I like. I like Zach Levine. He's definitely like the third best player on a on a championship team at best. Um, not a top. He he can't be your top two guy. He's proven that. Um, I guess that's all I have to say. They didn't do anything, and people are kind of like, "What the hell is Chicago thinking?" Yeah, I I read a good tweet that said. Something like it's great that the Bulls didn't do anything um today. I at least ran some errands, so they're making me feel better about myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were they even answering calls? <laughs> I I I I mean the Raptors we, we, though are a weird one, right? Masai, a mover jaker, well, and, and have a bunch of all those wings. I like yeah. there were some confusing teams out there. And but yeah, they they have a lot of pieces to move, and you would think would want to move them. Um the other thing was teams were playing first round picks, right? Like, like if, yeah. if people were like holding on to their first round picks, you could see like uh, we're gonna wait it out. But those picks were moving this deadline, so maybe maybe you kind of want to see how the draft shakes out, and you can always trade those guys on draft night, um, along with future picks too. But maybe they kind of want to see you know have guys in for workouts and see if they actually want you know if teams are willing to give up a current year first round pick yeah that is kind of that that hurt us a lot all right we're gonna go back to the nuggets we're not logging off yet ben (laughs) i'm kind of uh i really liked tim Connolly. i'm kind of mad at him at this point we we have one first round pick that we can trade it's a 2029 first round pick the nuggets um what did he do with all those first round picks I was going to say, where'd they all Because it's all that? him. It's all him. There, I, I think we do have a couple others, but you can't trade like multiple seasons in a row, like two seasons yeah. in a row. But like, it's bad asset management. And he did it. Yeah. I mean, like, he also built. So like what AG did, I assume like some of those picks went I out. I think AG, AG took right? a couple. Yeah. Well, they, and then. Oh, and then Jeremy Grant. Nurkic probably. Thing. No, I think Jeremy Grant was a second round pick. Really? Damn. I think Jeremy Grant was a second round pick. It was an off season deal. It was like a steal. Huh? That was one of those deals where it's like, oh my God, the Nuggets finally did it. They got like, the Nuggets don't get steals like the Lakers, like we were talking about, or it's just like 
even the let's talk about the Rui Hachimura trade. It's like <laughs> he's he's not like Japanese Jordan is not like the greatest player in the world, but they gave up he's shit not. for him. And it's yeah. like, how do the he's a, Lakers he's a useful always find, role player, yeah. right? Like, yeah. yeah. How do the Lakers and like teams like that always find these cheap deals? Especially when their their front office sucks. Like yeah. they're not smart. <laughs> like they don't know what they're doing, but they stumble into stuff sometimes. Boy, it just makes me mad. That's all I wanted to talk about. Do you do you dislike? I don't dislike Tim Connolly, but I really was thinking about that lately. I'm like, he kind of. Again, we have a really good team here. Though you have to give credit to Calvin Booth. He's the guy who got KCP and Bruce, Bruce Brown. Brown. Bruce mean, Brown. That that's is you. That puts steel. Like yeah, that those is two put us the... over the top as a contender for sure. We needed them. Yeah. We need them this year. And so, drafted Christian Brown, who yeah. is we did not talk about him, but is probably firmly locked in the rotation at this point mm-hmm. and will play in the playoffs. And he's at least a guy good. in the playoffs who, yeah, situationally, like you don't have any issues putting him in a game against against like to guard Clay Thompson. Yep. Or yeah. Steph Curry or or uh Luka Doncic. Like he's a legit six seven, but he can he's such a good defender. He can't defend he could probably defend one through four. Yeah, he's really yeah. Good. one through three easily. Like he one matches up well with all those sure. guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would. I would like to. Has he? Has he been on the court with Steph Curry yet? I would like to see how that works. I don't know that. I think he had. I think at the beginning of the year he was. Okay. It was like the second game of the year he played against him. I okay. think he played in that game. But yeah, yeah. It, it mean Calvin Booth's done a great job. Um, people were really mad at him on Thursday. And I don't think those people really know what Bones did. But you know, we you we you briefly mentioned it. Bones family escalated the thing too. They were calling Murray. Murray had like a couple cryptic quotes or tweets that apparently he said it had nothing to do with Bones. I don't buy that either. But they were like goofing around and like they're friendly. You yeah. saw after that. Yeah. Like they they still get along like on the bench and stuff. So I don't maybe there wasn't anything there. But his family, Bones's family was calling murray like a bitch-ass teammate and all this shit like on twitter and stuff and it's like oh wow i did i hit so that's how you end up with two second round picks for him i kept hearing people say like bones family is just like all over instagram and twitter saying crazy stuff and Mm -hmm. i never actually i'm not good enough at using social media now to like go find (laughs) it um but apparently it wasn't good and apparently it was going i feel like it was going on for a while now so really I just saw it for like a day, like a couple things that like a couple of his buddies said. Yeah, I don't, maybe I'm not pissed at Calvin Booth. I also owe him like grace after I was pissed at him during the draft and stuff. <laughs> Christian so, Brown, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, which I'm he is you. like nailed. Um, so And the DeAndre thing. So I, I feel like uh, Calvin Booth, if you get pissed at him, it usually turns out okay. Like, you know, so yeah. you just gotta be patient and see how things work out. Yeah, he, he knows what he's doing. He's proved that. I think so we're well. all right. I think we're all right. Yeah, I think maybe I think another thing we can do this summer, we're getting out of ourselves here, but like maybe Zeke Naji with the first round pick is something we can do this summer um to upgrade on the wing. I think there's a lot of wing guys out there right now that we could that we could use that Brooklyn has a few. Chicago has a couple. Well, Chicago has Pat Pat Williams, right? I think. Yeah, I think he'd be useful on an actual good team. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Zeke, man, he needs to get. 
needs to get healthy isn't he out tonight i think, I think so like yeah if you're if you're that level of player like he i like him when he plays but he Me needs too. to be available more as as ben Golver would say the greatest ability is availability you know that's right that's right that's what people think about Jokic, and it's like nah he's actually really good too uh speaking of speaking of Jokic and his availability now we're just like this is for the diehards because now we're just talking <laughs> um did you see Richard Jefferson a couple weeks ago when when the Nuggets played a back-to-back? They went from New Orleans to Milwaukee. That's a terrible back-to-back. Long plane yeah. ride after after a game in New Orleans. Um, but they they made that trip, and the guys that are sitting are dealing with actual injuries. Like we're not just load managing them. And Jokic never sits out. So, like, you know, if he sits out, he's, like, actually dealing with something nagging him. And it's a hamstring right now. But Jokic sat that game. And I think, like, three players did. Murray did, too. Murray's coming back from, like, you know, give Murray yeah. some credit here. He, he plays in back-to-backs, but he doesn't play in all of them because he had an ACL surgery. Um, Richard Jefferson, the next day on ESPN, told a little sob story about how, like, not even a sob story, but when he went to the one game he went to and he was a kid in San Antonio, his parents didn't even go with him because they saved up all their money. And he just said, if a player like if Jokic, this just happened after a Jokic game that he sat out, which is actually what pisses me off, is he called out Jokic for load managing. And Richard Jefferson just has something up his craw for the Nuggets. He was I was going to say, what happened here. to him? I don't know. Like he, I, they, I feel like for a while he was very into the Nuggets and yeah. talking him up. And like I don't, recently he's had some weird takes. Yeah, I don't know what his deal is. But like, I just want to throw out a statistic. And maybe this is because Jokic, like I said, dealing with a real injury. He sat like one or two more games since then. So maybe it's down to like 92%. Jokic is not the guy to go after for load management. He has played in, this was back then, he has played in 93% of his games the last five years. Wow. He doesn't miss games. Like, go after other fucking people, Richard yeah. Jefferson. Like, like it pretty is much so, any it was, but any other star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was so pathetic to me, and it's just like it's like the other the other night, two nights ago, maybe two nights after LeBron broke the record, he's just like, eh, I'm just gonna. I think that was load management to a T, like with a day of rest in between. Yeah, but you know what? I'm just gonna. We're playing Milwaukee. We're probably going to get our asses beat. I'm just going to sit. I'm going to wear a suit to the game. I'm going to make a speech about the record. And it was just like, go after those fucking guys. Yeah. Yeah. Or or like Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Like Kawhi they do Leonard. It nonstop. Yeah. 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 So James Harden. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. All right. Now we're actually logging off, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, happy birthday. Go enjoy the ish fish. I, I don't yeah. know if you're actually getting that, but <laughs> I'm I not going to really that. like that name. It does need the to ish change, fish would be a good though. game. Yeah. Go head into the DMVR bar tonight. Go check it out. If you live in the Denver area, I'll be there tonight for my birthday. Um, I will be PM, watching the game from DC. Game. Oh, is it Heck 5 yeah. PM? All right. Yeah. Cause it's over in, in Charlotte. So, um, but yeah, follow us, uh, give us a, give us a like on, Apple and Spotify. Follow us at Patty Melt Boys on both Instagram and Twitter. For Ben Ryder, I am Matt Edland. We out. <laughs>